Welcome to the Purple Rock Podcast. I am your host this week, Matt. With me is Emma. Yes, we are different from your usual hosts. Uh, you know, Johnny Mundo would call us blackjack and hookers. Uh, so we are the people's champion. So we, we are. are a wrestling fave. Uh, say hi for the people, Emily. <laughs> Hello, people. I already, I already spoiled your secret oh. identity. I'm so sorry about that. Oh no! See, I'm... Stephen, Stephen took care to not dox me on our hat, but here at Purple Rock, we're just screwed yeah. up all over the place. Yeah, I know. We're, we're we're off to the smoothest of starts. We're the professionals here, right? I mean, I don't know. I, we've done this a few times before. I think we know what we're doing, don't we? Sure. I mean, there is the fact that. They made it like fully explicit this season, mostly because of me. But you know, we're totally professional. I think a lot of it is also you, though. I think you're about as bad as I am. Oh, I am. I just learned to control myself because I was talking to Andy all summer and couldn't curse and for the sensitive children, child yeah. ears. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I am really glad to not be to, to be talking to someone other than Andy about something. Uh, but let's talk about Survivor rather than each other. Uh, let's start at the end. For the beginning of this episode, uh, let's talk about the Tribal Council. What'd you think? Uh, what'd you think of the decision? We lost Jessica. Is that a big loss? Nah. Um, and like, no, no even real offense to Jessica. I think this is a problem you see to second boots a lot is, you know, the first boot is, I mean, obviously in this season, it was an unusual case, but usually the first boot is kind of exciting. It's great because it's usually like a huge disaster or something. And the second boot is just like, eh. You know, um, obviously there are exceptions to this rule. Um, you know, Jacob Derwin did not go quietly into the good night last season, but that was also in the premiere, yada, yada. But yeah, she's just, you know, young girl, didn't have a huge personality. Like, you know, there wasn't very enough. Young. Very, yeah, very, very, very young. Nineteen. Not, uh, you know, how much are we really going to see from a nineteen-year-old? Uh, right. There wasn't, like, she did seem to make a couple connections. Good mm-hmm. for her, but you know, she was there so short, it's not like we really saw that play out. So it's not like I'm like, oh, no, the potential of young Jessica Pete. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, I mean, I'm not gonna say that I was, you know, happy to see her go. But at the same time, I think considering the alternative, I think we kept the more interesting, entertaining person around. And that's not always because of anything that Lursa herself is doing, I think it's also because of the type of relationships that she has formed, I think seem more interesting. Um, So, uh, but what do you think of the tribal itself? Any, anything stick out to you there? Um, I think the thing that stuck, well, two things. I definitely, I don't know if it was just cynicism or what, but I definitely thought Lursa was going to be the one to go home. A lot of it was, um, I thought Christian's, Voting confessional really seemed like a death knell there with the like, oh, I really wanted to work with you. Felt more like something that would have gone towards Lisa than Jessica. Um, I don't know if he's just being nice or if he knows that he's the swing vote, so he wants it to be, which people have done before. You know, yeah. they know they're the swing vote, so they try to keep it vague. Um, Maybe he was like yelling it so everyone could hear it back at the, uh, you know, back saying on the stumps, and they're like, oh, that's really nice of Christian to say that. <laughs> who are all blindsided will be like well he wanted to work with us maybe we can still work with him um but what stood out the most to me was when and it it ended up being really funny in retrospect is when jessica says like oh you know you can't stop 
playing at tribal council because I guess she yeah. thinks because Lyrsa didn't come to her that <laughs> she didn't, yeah, didn't no, play because I was like, oh, honey, she has not waited till tribal council. <laughs> yeah, no, th- you see, that's when I knew it was Jessica. The second she said that, I was like, oh, okay, this is the editors doing the dramatic irony thing they're doing. And then I felt kind of bad because I think they were also hanging a lampshade saying that Jessica wasn't playing when it seemed that the reason they targeted her wasn't just for tribe strength, but because she had good social bonds, which is of course plain survivor. Um, so, you know, I, I thought, you know, perhaps that subtext of the editors there was a little unfair to her, but also like, who, again, who cares? It's the second boot. Yeah. Um, as funny as it was, I think for her to be like, Oh, they definitely were voting for me because I'm a threat. Like an, Natalie sort of thinking the same thing. I'm like, guys, the second boot is not being targeted for being a threat, usually. Yeah, yeah. um, And if they are, it's like they're a threat, but also physically weak, like maybe a Sierra Easton. And obviously, All-Star seasons are a completely different animal. But just like as an example of someone who is both physically weak and strategically scary, that's someone who maybe you would target as a threat because they are a threat and also offer no value to you. You don't vote out you know, Joey Amazing, his first season, just because you think he's a threat, because you also need that food. Right. Well, unless you're Vince and you think that you are, you know, Joey Amazing, you know, but even better. Sure, uh, but we're talking about people who might have a modicum of self-awareness. You mean people who live in the real world? Uh, I, I don't know if those people go on Survivor. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. So, well, let's talk about this. Uh, Elizabeth stuck her neck out for Larissa, right? I mean, yeah. So what do you think of that? Do you think that was the right thing to do? I actually, I think it was because she seemed to really have a tight bond with her. Um, It doesn't seem like she was necessarily like, she was like sort of in the group, but it doesn't seem like she was super tight. Like the other person we really saw her talking to was Nick, who was almost the first boot. So they, you know, I think, that's her strong bond. Like, yeah, you could just kind of go along with the crowd and, um, and just sort of survive another day. I think if, if it had really started to turn and was looking bad, like maybe you need to back off, but she was starting, you know, she was able to get other people on board, obviously, but like, even, you know, once you get Gabby kind of looking uneasy about just can be, I think then, then yeah, go for it, you know, if you have an opportunity. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think it's not that she, you know, gambled her entire game on this. She saw that her ally was in trouble and she felt out some people to see if there was an opening. And Gabby gave her the opening really quick and told her, hey, look, I think I can get Christian as well. And once you're at four, you know, getting a fifth is not that hard usually, you know, and it just happened to be that Christian had a fifth already. You know, they probably didn't know that when they first started scrambling to action, but this is why you have to explore it. You can't just accept the inevitable when the inevitable is not inevitable, especially because this is the first boot. You really don't know where people stand yet. Um, I mean, this is where you draw the lines. But the other reason I was happy, you know, and I think I wanted to focus this on Elizabeth because one thing I'm really enjoying about this season so far is Elizabeth and Lyrsa's relationship. Uh, The two of them together, I think, are a really interesting pairing. And, uh, you know, it's not so much that I was happy that Lyrsa didn't go home because I find Lyrsa super interesting. I just find her interesting when she's with Elizabeth. And I think I do find Elizabeth more interesting on her own. What do you think of their pairing? 
Yeah, I mean, it's like a classic sort of survivor trope, the unusual pair. And like, sure, we were maybe introduced to one like, quote unquote, unusual pair. But I don't think Nick and Christian are as different as Nick thinks he is. It's like, no, <laughs> purely geography, right? Like, that's the only thing. He's like, also, I mean, he's like a, a lawyer. So he's at least somewhat intelligent. You know, maybe not all of them. But um well, yeah, and most only- of them are nerds, you know, uh, so I, I don't think he's even getting away from that one. And oh, yeah, I was as- just trying to shit at you, but um, the, yeah, oh, like, right, they're, yeah. they're both nerds, they're both Survivor super fans, like, although yeah. ironically, I think JT was more of the Survivor fan in Dogen jeans, like, and Steven, Steven I would believe that. Steven was a recruit, but, uh, you know, still, in terms- also, I wanted so badly for, um, for know-it-alls or something because it was like their live show i feel like steven really could have pulled a like i knew jt i played with jt i was aligned with jt you sir or no jt thomas but except um, that you know i don't know if people really want to be doing that after jt's recent performances you know they don't they they don't quite hold the same mystique they once did um this is true but i think he's still no jt even despite that um which is sad but but yeah like they're not that different elizabeth and lisa i think are definitely have more of the you know of you know just sort of different backgrounds different personalities even and it's fun you know we love a we love a like opposite pairing yeah and so so, and since you brought them up uh you know let's talk about nick and christian a bit um you know i I don't find them that interesting of an opposite pairing. Um, but, you know, they had the swing decision to make here, or at least the episode portrayed it that way. So I guess the question is, did they make the right choice? I mean, I happen to think that it doesn't really matter too much at this point. I think voting out Jessica, you'll probably get most of the people who are on the other side of that to kind of fall in again pretty quick. And if, you know, if Christian has a really good bond with Gabby, that's where you go. You go with the you go with the people who you're tightest with and you try to preserve your, you know, your majority, your numbers that way. And, you know, for Nick, it's you go wherever the majority is because you were on the outs and you were getting voted out. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm it really at this early. You should almost always go where the majority is, even if you're obviously building that majority like Elizabeth, but I don't think if it had gotten to the point where it was definitely going to be Lisa, I don't think she should have like not voted for her out of like loyalty. So um, yeah, I totally agree regarding Christian um, and sticking with Gabby and, and especially like, yeah, they were talking about challenge performances, but I really don't see Lisa and Jessica being that different in that regard anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Um, maybe, you know, if they had, yeah, if they had targeted Carl, which is like a smart thing on Elizabeth's point to realize they can pivot there, um, which is not only was the physical strength thing, but you also have how she was talking about her being like the social linchpin there. But, um, I do think it was, you know, they're, they're relatively equal, but I do think it was better for Nick to go this way, not just because of the majority, but because this was the side that more like needed to build a coalition, whereas the other side expected they already had the coalition. Yeah, Um, The other side was, you know, we saw like they were shook, like they figured everyone, this is a consensus vote, everyone's with their side. So they're not going to be thinking, 
oh, wow, Nick voted with us. Cool, we can work with Nick. Wow, yeah. these yeah. people, they needed him. They needed right. him, and now he can feel like he's a part of something. And he was almost the first boot, so that's important. Right, yeah. I mean, and on a tribe of underdogs, I still, I think the relative cool kids on that tribe were on the, uh, what turned out to be the minority side. I think Dee and Jessica and Carl and Davey uh, even uh, were the relative cool kids on this tribe. So they had a certain air of expectation to them that people would fall in line. When people need you, they're going to reward you with loyalty because they needed you. And it might not last, you know, for the entire game, but there's, but there is something to that. When you're just joining something that's already in place, you're just joining something that's already in place. You have no assurance of your spot in that. Um, what do you think of Gabby's reaction? That kind of really was the thing that got the ball rolling because it, it seemed that she was, kind of uh, down to change the target even before Elizabeth approached her. Yeah, Gabby's reaction is interesting because um, I, I'm pretty mixed on it because at first I think, great, like so often when people are talking about challenge strength, they don't necessarily, re or whatever reason to vote someone off. They're not necessarily seeing down the line right. and they're just like, oh, it's not me. The fact that she recognized like, okay, if they're going to target physically weaker players or those seen as physically weaker I could easily be next. No. So let's not go that direction. That's great. That's, I think, really smart. A good thing to notice that you don't always see people notice. Um, I think she went a little overkill with the paranoia then, because then you have Elizabeth talking to her. She's like, oh, so it's me, right? And it was like, yeah. wait, your whole thing was that you were going to be next. Like, How did that push to being forward? Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more. Maybe it's now like, the thing with Christian was like a little weird. I think that message is fine. I think the tone is a little. Um... Oh, I didn't think that was weird. I think that was clear as day what was happening there. She was flirting with him. That was that was well, definitely what that was. Yeah, but it's not yeah. good. I mean, to be fair, her bio. No, no, she, no. She, she, she was making sure to make physical contacts that he's calm, so that he feels a connection. This is like all in like the flirting handbook. Uh, I think I, I... my voice just. I think it's a little much. The like. You know, maybe that's exactly what he wanted to hear, though. Maybe uh, that works on you. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I am the single guy. This you are true. the engaged woman. I think Which I know I've a little bit about. <laughs> I think I know a little bit more about flirting than you do. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> or I've yes, I've been proven successful. Mm, yes, yes. Uh, that, that's the obvious answer. Um, but yeah, so let. I mean, yeah. I thought that was actually like, you know, I, I think it came off a little weird on TV. I actually think it was like very effective. I think it kind of appealed to something in Christian. I don't think Christian is the type of guy that has women kind of like asking him to do these things for them, like asking, you know, him to save them, if you will. Um, and I think that has a kind of appeal to someone because they're like, oh, like I'm really needed. Like this person wants me. They need me. I, I think that's kind of the effectiveness of her pitch to him. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I don't think it was like the worst thing in the world. I think it was just like a little bit like just dial it back like a notch or two. Like I think the the protect me and that sort of thing had the right idea. I think it just 
her tone was not just like the whininess, like being unpleasant for us to watch, but I think it also makes her seem a little more paranoid and you don't really want to come across as paranoid. Yeah, that could, especially like I think develops the reputation as paranoid, uh, that could bite her in the butt later. And that could cause a lot of resentment from within her own alliance. Yeah. Like I think, are you going to protect me? I think that's fine. And that is what you think. I think the, do you want to play with me thing is we, and I think the reason why he's like, what you mean? Like in the sand is because that I was like, yeah, that was, that was, so that was a pretty funny reaction. And <laughs> I think the reason he reacted that way is because from his viewpoint, like they've been they a day it. one alliance, yeah. you know? And he's like, yeah, like that's why he's like, wait, what would you like, when have I seemed like I don't want to play with you? <laughs> and then you just kind of added on that using that little sort of whiny voice kind of has a weird infantilization and the weird and the right. flirting with that makes it just kind of squicky for us. But that's that's not really the point. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's where she, you start to have that like paranoia line versus hey, we're in this together, you can help me, you'll be my hero and savior type vibe that could totally work. Yeah, I, I think I'm more talking about the efficacy on Island rather than the way it presents to the viewer because as a viewer, I was kind of like, oh, wow, yeah, this is playing a little weird. Um, but I was also kind of interested in it because it was different. But let's talk about uh, someone else who uh, can be a little too much um, at times, or perhaps not. How are you feeling about Christian? Christian, I think, is like the Chris Noble of nerds. He is. Oh, whoa, whoa, okay, okay. Big talk here, Emma. Back up, back that up. You just made an Andy-like pronouncement there. He is the Chris Noble of nerds because he is so over the top that I don't, think it can be an act like you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to pull that off like I thought this even in the premiere he's so nerdy that it cycles around from parody all the way back to genuine like Mm. because it's not just if if you're trying to like like and sure maybe some of the things he said is like he's like trying to be clever but if you're trying to like put on an act I don't think you're making those like weird faces he does because you're not trying to look that lame you know (laughs) like I think, I, I think you can tell when the act disappears when he gets really into what he's saying because it's really hard to maintain an act when you're like passionate about what you're talking about. Yeah. It's hard to kind of control your face and your tone and just, you know, and what you're saying. You know, you can really only concentrate on like one of those things unless you're like really trained, which I'm going to guess that Christian is not trained to control himself in that way just based on his occupation. You know, not being uh, a trained actor. I'm just saying, um, you know, it's something that is difficult to maintain focus on like two of those things at once, let alone all three. And I think when you see him get like really into talking about something like at tribal council, I think when he was given his tribal council speech, I think that kind of may have started off as something calculated, but as he gets towards the end, he's like really into it and you can see it on his face and in his hands and in his tone. And it's, I don't think he's faking all of that. Yeah. And just even his like overall demeanor, the way, cause he's not, it's weird. He's like, definitely has that like super nerdy look, 
But I think if he like, it's like almost all in the way he carries himself. Like, I mean, obviously glasses are sort of seen as dirty, but like, because he kind of hunches over and he slouches, like, I think if he's like, you know, really carried himself in a more confident way, we wouldn't really be viewing him the way he does. And I don't think like, maybe, maybe when he's picked as the weakest in the very beginning, he's putting that on a little bit, but like, you see them walking to the challenge and he's like... Slumps over, like I think he just slouches, which a lot of people do. But it sort of leans; it all goes into that characterization. Do you think that if he and Chris Noble were in like Ponderosa together, Chris Noble would give him like the man version of a makeover? Like, you know, what, what would it be like a uh, she's all I that type that. of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would it be like that type of thing? And he'd be like, okay, this is how you're gonna do that. I would Yeah, they take they take off the glasses and they'd give him a haircut instead of taking off the glasses and letting the hair down. Yes, yes. Yeah, I would Oh, I would pay money to watch that. Um, That'd be so good, right? Or like Chris Christian could totally do a queer eye, but that's that's a little less fun, I think, than making Chris Noble do it because Chris Noble won't be gentle and like nice about it. No, no, no. Chris Noble would be the perfect person to do this. <laughs> um but, but yeah, yeah so, so I, guess, I guess the question then is, do you like him? Are you entertained by him? So that's the other thing. This is why he's also uh, the Chris Noble of nerds. I find him entertaining. I think he would be exhausting to spend time with <laughs> I, in real life. Yes. Yeah. So here's the thing. I went to a college with a lot of people like, like Christian. Um, I recognize this type uh, exactly. Uh, I hated to spend time with these people and yet i'm kind of enjoying him on the show I, to be fair it's like up and down i think it's going to continue to be up and down for me last week i kind of uh i really didn't like him and then this week i kind of liked him and what sold me on him was that little speech at final tribal or not final tribal tribal council <laughs> uh because Spoiler. yeah no I, maybe i don't know uh, <laughs> I mean, I did get this yeah. week's boot, right? We're uh, kidding, just in case anyone, like, especially if you're just listening and you can't see facial expressions. Yeah. Definitely kidding. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it kind of reminded me of uh, Yule explaining elephants uh, mm-hmm. in Cook Islands, uh, which, you know, was this kind of like, well, Jeff, actually, elephants, blah, 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 blah. And... I think we like that from Yule because Yule doesn't look like a nerd. Um, (laughs) Right. Um, But, but the thing is like, I just, there's that type of like, Oh, this is a really interesting fact. Let me explain this to you while in this kind of um, aspect to, to that little speech that Christian gave that kind of won me over because that's something that, I think if you kind of get lost in that moment, I think it's an interesting aspect to a character. You know, he gets like, he got like a little like starry eyed. It was, it's different to see it's. And I, I enjoyed that. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm up and down on him and I think I'm going to continue to be up and down on him, but uh, I think I'm more glad he's on the TV than not. Yeah. And I think um, that, I think maybe why he sort of rubs people off the wrong way is because he seems like such a cliche nerd that it seems forced. But I think people kind of forget that. I mean, there's a reason the cliche look of a nerd and stuff exists. Like it, obviously not everyone's going to fit that definition, but it's also got to come from somewhere. Yeah. And, 
And yeah, I mean, he just likes to build his robots and stuff. <laughs> well, we've spent a lot of time talking about the Davids. Uh, let's talk about the Goliath tribe. And you know where I want to start. Let's start with Natalie. Oh, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's uh, she's something. She She is just full on herself and... You know, they say that you can't really hide yourself on Survivor. Um, I don't think she was even trying. If she was. <laughs> well, yeah, can you just imagine what she's actually like? <laughs> somehow even worse. Um, or if she's trying and she's just that bad at hiding it. Mm. Um, yeah, that conversation with Jeremy was amazing. And yeah, sort of, it's, that was the highlight of the episode for me, that conversation kind of, with Jeremy. Sorry. Um, it's kind of like, I mean... God, far be it for me to bring up healers versus healers versus hustlers. But I, I think it was, wasn't it, when uh, Chrissy's like talking to Bed and she's like, yeah, you know, some of us like are just kind of feeling steamrolled. And he's like, what? No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is, though, in that case, when he said, you know, uh, yeah, no, I guess, no, you're not. I, yeah. No, that was just as an actor. Right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, no, that was about right. But so, hey, just... Natalie can still win. She's just got to find <laughs> every idol. Yeah, she's uh, she's starting behind the eight ball a little earlier than uh, than Ben did. You yeah. know, it's it's really. I kind of thought this was where it was going to head after the first episode, where we see everyone working on the shelter, and she's just kind of standing there and pointing. Um, yeah, because that that's not something people like. People don't like it when you're telling them to do work and not doing it yourself. Um, but I also like really enjoy the fact that she's just completely and unabashedly herself. I think it's fun to watch. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, this 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 person's rubbing everyone the wrong way. Let me let's see how long this will last. Yeah, especially because I mean, what if they never lose? You know? <laughs> oh my god, they're gonna yeah. no, no. They will throw a challenge yeah. at some point to get rid of her if this continues. Like, and then like Dan will get voted out instead. Oh so. yeah, no. Some some it'll be great because like Johnny Mundo or something will be like, oh no, I got to keep her around for professional wrestler reasons. You know, he's probably <laughs> like, oh, I have to keep a heel around. Um, that's actually like that's honestly that probably has gone through his mind like i have to keep a heel around to keep the pressure off me which i don't think would be a bad strategy for him um because he's a long way to have to bring it's a long way it's a long way and that's the problem with trying to drag philip shepherd all the way to the end Mm -hmm. uh, is that if you have someone that's that unlikable from day one and everyone has told you they don't like her it's a lot of work to to keep taking them along yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, so what do you think of her uh, assessment of everyone's gameplay? Gosh, I mean, it's just so interesting because watching, like, I know most of you guys didn't do the pre- any preseason stuff. I did a little bit. I listened to Josh Wiggler's stuff. Um, and she seemed really self-aware in the preseason. Like, she was, you know, she watched the there show is. since... I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, oh my God. Watched, I cannot imagine. She's watched all the seasons and she's like, look, I know I could easily be a target for an early vote. Like I'm an older, like I'm a woman. I'm an older woman. I'm an older black woman. Like none of yeah. these things are, you know, this is like tends to be some, a type of person who gets voted out early. Like, so she's like, so I'm going to really have to, you know, work um, to like 
not let that happen. And somehow that translated into bossing people around while also not doing anything, which is something that like a 35 year old white man doesn't even always get away with on Survivor, you know? And like, is it fair that like that she has to work that much harder to like be seen as, you know, not like a person in the tribe or whatever? No, absolutely not. Does that mean you should be a worse member of the tribe? Also, no. (laughs) Like it, and I mean, I guess I get going around and saying like, oh, you shouldn't target me because I'm not going to win. But like, it's also like, that's not why they're targeting you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think there is a that maybe she thinks she can trick them. But like, also wait until you lose a challenge, I kind of feel like. And instead, just try to ingratiate yourself because you don't know how much time you, you could have like a couple. You could have like 12 more days. You could have a really long time with this Goliath tribe, you know, uh, you know, you could be just rampaging through challenges for a long time. I think part of it was that I think in her mind, she, the way to kind of get the target off her is to be like, well, I'm not going to win. Why vote me out? I'm not a threat, but she's also not, she's also not realizing that the reason you don't vote the first person out because they're a threat to win the game. Exactly. You don't vote the first person out because they're a strategic threat. Usually you vote the first person out on your tribe, usually because you want to win challenges. Yep. And frankly, that should be your priority early like on. Win challenges or some, if they just are ruining the harmony of the tribe and she is doing both. Yeah. Or like yeah. not winning challenges, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I know exactly what you mean. Right. So we have right now, uh, you know, a person here who no one on the tribe likes. Maybe she thought that because she was on like the Goliath tribe that like they would have like a different attitude than usual. You know, maybe she thought it's like, oh, these are all the winners, you know, like they, they're not going to want to play against other winners. Can I just say, I I know we're mostly focusing on her conversation with Jeremy, but which is that you're playing like a bunch of Davids with like. That was, that was great. That, that was the thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that was some Rupert level commitment to the theme right there. <laughs> it was it was good it was good i i really enjoyed that too i mean the jeremy one was great because he was telling her like jeremy didn't have to go out of his way to tell her that jeremy was doing that because he was like also really made the subtext text there like into you think of like sari and michaela's conversation (laughs) when like michaela's like when sari's like we can't do (laughs) like jeremy's like look like, yeah. It was just super straightforward and like I'm trying to help you. Like I have a kinship with you. This is like I'm telling you how you're coming across to people. No, I I believe I get along with everybody. <laughs> and like he did say, but I kind of feel him thinking just like right. I know you feel that, which is the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> what I'm trying to say. <laughs> about your self-awareness yeah no yeah so that was that was a great scene that was a good you know early character building scene that we needed from the season both for like levity and also to like get a sense of who some of these people are but let's talk about i guess uh her enemies if you would on this tribe uh the three young girls who are pulling the strings uh or are they i mean what do you think are they actually in charge here 
Well, as we were kind of talking about with the Davids and, oh, which side should you go with? You can't really know who's in charge until a vote happens. I am sure Carl and B felt they were in charge. And you could see it very clearly on their faces that they were not. Which, for a quick sidebar, how great to get those kind of blindside reactions so early in the season. You don't usually get that. And this, I think, was an actual blindside. Oh, I yeah. I think they, Jessica knew her name was being thrown out. So this was uh, this was not a hashtag blindside. This was an actual blindside. They were blown away. Um, but back to, yeah, your actual point. Um, it wasn't I so mean, much I, a point as a question. Uh, right. but well, You know, the actual topic at hand, Mr. Pedantic. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, I think they could be. You know, again, it's all hypothetical. Um, I think they could easily have that six they're talking about with the boy. It's a little hard because John, you know, has said that he wants to keep around Natalie. So I, I, I think that I think that's the uh, the possible uh, yeah. kink in the wheels there because I think I do I, think they absolutely have Alec and Dave. Dan. Oh yeah. Oh Dan? well, yeah, yeah. I I I think that Alec and Dan are 100 percent with them. I think the only thing that could derail them is if John wants to do something else and can uh, can point out the fact that Dan has an idol and somehow and throw the target onto him. Um, but even then, you know, you're you know, maybe you're looking at a five five. Maybe he can pull one more person over. I forget which girl was linked to him. Oh yeah, because um, it seemed like it seemed like each guy had a girl that was linked to them. I obviously know Kara and Dan. Yeah, Kara and Dan. Because I Kara don't know which dog. one's Natalia and which one's Angelina. I'm, I know it, it's too early in the season to distinguish them. I frankly don't even know who Alec is, other than the fact that he's in this conversation. So right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure which one's which. Although an interesting thing is this completely ignored Allison. Uh, who was barely in this episode. Allison's the one that looks like Janet. And um, so they could, but, you I know. You'll have no idea who you're talking about. Again, this is two the episodes. Doctor, the doctor, the privileged doctor who pretends she wasn't privileged. In the no, first I, episode. I, I, I don't remember that. Like, this is, this is someone who's been on the screen for, like, a, for, for, for a brief second. I'm sorry I don't remember that she was a privileged doctor. Well, I was trying to spark your memory. Oh, well, the very beginning just, well, of the now season. you just made me look stupid. Thanks, Emma. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm okay. happy to do it. Anyway, the point is, she's the other, I mean, younger. None of, actually, none of the Goliaths are, like, super young anyway. I think Kara maybe is in her mid or early 20s, but um, Allison... No, Kara's she... actually 30, but... Is she? Uh, but, but, yeah, <laughs> no, uh, Angelina, Alec, Allison, Dan are all in their 20s, so... Oh, is that... Okay, so, yeah, they're, you know, like... In their 20s, so... Late, but... But, you know, they're more like mid to late, not like early yeah. to mid, I feel like. So yeah, Allison, I mean, 30, so she's barely, you know, out right. of it. Yeah. So Allison is also around their age. They didn't talk about it, but if John starts to stray, they could bring her in. That's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty it's, easily, it's, I'm sure, as like, because like in sort of a girl power, but we're just using these guys type girl power as we vote out this woman. But, you know, <laughs> um and I mean, now we've seen that Jeremy really wants Natalie gone. Now yeah. the problem could be is that Jeremy also knows Dan has the idol, but maybe if he's also like, I know Dan has the idol, 
Dan, I, he also clearly doesn't have a high viewpoint of Dan's intelligence. So he probably yeah. think, feels like they can like take care of that at a later date. Maybe, but you do need numbers to do it. Jeremy does seem to kind of be the focal point of the outsiders on this tribe. He's the mm-hmm. one that's talking to Natalie. He's the one that's talking to Mike White. He seems to kind of be, you know, the insurgency to the, uh, to the younger people's alliance that's happening there. So, and it was interesting because even though he was that middle, I didn't get a good sense of him as a player until he had that discussion with Natalie. And then I'm like, Oh wait, no, Jeremy's good. I like, yeah, I I like Jeremy too. Jeremy's good. Um, Yeah. Um, So I guess that kind of leads to something we're going to be doing regularly on the podcast this season, which is we're just going to kind of be checking in. Um, me and you, we had, didn't have a chance to talk about the premiere. So is there anything or anyone about this season that you want to highlight so far? You know, maybe someone you like that we haven't got to. Um, I've actually really enjoyed sort of the chances they've taken with the editing. Um, okay. they, we talked about that a lot. Well, we didn't, but you know, it was much discussed about the premiere. Um, but even, even this one had like little flashes of that when, when the Goliath girls, uh, the Goliath gals were talking, you know. That I, should be their tribe nickname. Uh, they, you know, they should, uh, they should go to Nick. He could give that to them <laughs> and they could brand it. Exactly. Um, I, I know not, maybe not everyone was into it. I thought, I thought the little flashbacks of seeing them with like, the guys was fun also because as you said it's so early we don't super know who everyone is so it's kind of like okay that's alec that's dan you know um but it's just even even if maybe that exact scene wasn't like super effective in that sense i also think it shows that they're experimenting which i think is fun in a show this this old that's been on this long to sort of just see them trying to, you know, try out different tactics and stuff, especially a show where people like read the edit so carefully. Yeah. It's, it's a different way of kind of telling the story. No. And I, I really like that too. Um, I thought the, uh, I, I like the non-chronological idol reveal though. I, I think I might be with Andy on that. That was done because they may not have gotten a sh- shot of it, but I still like the way they did it. Um, I want to talk about someone who I actually really like so far and who we haven't discussed uh, for a good reason this episode, which is I'm really liking Davey uh, so far. I like uh, one thing I was kind of talking about with Christian was I like when people have genuine enthusiasm or just, you know, genuine emotion in general, not because I have such things. But because uh, because it makes for, I think, more interesting TV, more interesting persons when they have, you know, a reaction to the game and to the moments in the game that are, you know, that are genuine and, uh, you know, that project outwards. I think Davey is a good character. I think he's, you know, uh, you know, I think he's out there enough that he's not going to fade into the background. I like how much fun he's kind of having with it. He's like, oh, well, you know, I caught the octopus, so I guess I'm the provider now. And he kind of steers into that like a mini Rupert, you know, who, you know, steers into whatever, you know, role he's given. Um, I like that he found the idol and that he was, you know, excited to do it. I like, you know, the way he kind of talked about making connections and, you know, himself. Like, I think he's going to be around for a while. You know, I get the sense that he's not going to be, you know, a, a quick boot. Um, and I'm really digging him. And I find that 
he's not really a focus of conversation yet for most people, but he's someone that I'm really enjoying. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, not to be like boring, but <laughs> I, I think Davey's super fun. He seems like he has a fun personality. Um, I think it should be pretty easy for him to bounce back from being on the other side of that vote, too. I, I think he has the easiest in with the people on the other side. I think someone like yeah. Harl is going gonna, is gonna to have trouble integrating there, and I could see him being the next boot. But I think Davey, I think he can come in a lot easier. I agree. Like, cause I think even though we've seen him, I think the close, you know, if anything, I think he is paired with Carl just because we saw them talking at the premiere, but we haven't really seen him talking to anyone. So yeah. he could easily be like, look, I just thought that's where the vote was going, you know, and yeah. like make it an easy jump. Um, I, yeah, I, and if he's the provider, they're probably not going to want to get rid of him this morning. He seems like a nice guy, so they're going to like yep. having him around. Um, yeah, I think he should, he should easily make the merge, barring like a swap screw or something if one happens. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always hard to say, but yeah, no, I, I think I agree with you. I think he's going to be here for a bit. Um, anyone else that, uh, we, we haven't talked about that you want to highlight? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's enjoyable how dumb Dan seems to be, so that yeah. should be fun. He's, he's got a good, like, uh, and, whole vibe to him, you know? Yeah, because he's, like, doofy dumb. He's, yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's like, cool. Like, he's not Drew Christie. Right, he's Golden Retriever dumb, not, yeah. not mouth-breathing dumb. Um, you know, which is a key distinction. You know, Golden Retriever dumb is kind of... You know, like, uh, you know, you walk around, you maybe run into stuff sometimes, you hurt yourself, but you're not just, you know, sitting there for 10 seconds with your mouth open and we don't realize that, you know, it's not a still, it's an actual video. So <laughs> uh, that's Alec Christie, not Drew. Yeah, that's Alec, not Drew. But um, I think... I think also sort of an interesting thing about... Now, granted, it's only two episodes in, but so far there's not really anyone I really dislike like maybe there's people yeah. i'm rooting against but there's no one i find like loathsome yet which is there's, always good because there's that, no one i find loathsome but there is someone who i'm kind of getting there and that's nick and i don't think it's yeah. anything that nick has done so far it's it's more just kind of the entire persona the nicknames are not helping him i'm no, really not him. into the nicknames Look, um, I said I, it before and I'll say it again. The Black Widow Brigade is the only good alliance name. Do not at me. I It was not a question. <laughs> Everyone, uh, we will give you her Twitter, Twitter handle at the end. So if you want to add her, that's what, you know, you'll get that information. They have but, already tried and I am not having it. Yeah. Um, but but I, I just, I don't like, you know, there's something about kind of the way he's approaching the game that's a little too transactional. That's like very not genuine. And I think, you know, that is just really kind of rubbing me the wrong way. And it hasn't risen to the level of hate yet, but I could very easily see it doing so. Um, but I want to talk about the guy who would be my dad's favorite contestant if he watched the show, which he obviously, which he doesn't. But if he did, my dad would love Mike White because my dad's favorite movie is School of Rock. Uh, and my dad is a huge Jack Black fan. Uh, though 
when I tried to get him into Tenacious D's music, he was, you know, not as much of a fan of that, sadly. Uh, but he's a huge School of Rock fan, so he would have to be rooting for Mike White. He'd have I, to be. He's Ned Schneebly. I mean, you know, it, it, you know, he's the writer of the movie. He's the guy, you know. Personally, if I was on the island, I'd want it. I'd want Mike White to stick around just to get all like the cool, the f- cool, funny stories. Mike White ain't winning this game, but you know, but but is he someone who like I would like to hang out with on the island? Hell yeah! Uh, and I kind of like the way that he functions as a narrator. I think he's an engaging, per, you know, personality in that sense, which is an important role to play. You don't need everyone being the person who does something. You need some people who are just the ones who comment on it. Yeah, he definitely, I think, has like Penner upside and that he's yes. never going to win. And probably no coincidence that they are both screenwriters, which represent degree I've never used. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, maybe, a maybe, writer. That's something. Yeah. Maybe one day you can write your own school of rock that will displace the actual school of rock from the top of my dad's list. I would never dare to replace (laughs) Um, That was also my high school boyfriend's favorite movie and probably the reason I had to go see Be Kind Rewind in theaters for one of our early dates, which was also probably one of our later dates because it only lasted two months. Yeah. Uh, It's uh, astounding that I'm getting married, by the way. Yeah, we're we're all very proud of you. Yeah, uh, proud of me. Not good with the boys. <laughs> Phrase? Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna touch that. I'm one gonna touch that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I enjoy Mike White. I enjoy you know his narrator role. I think he's good. Um, other than that, I think the other big characters in this season, I think we've hit. Oh, except for. Uh, Johnny Terrific, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Wrestler, Johnny uh, Goliath. Uh, yeah, he didn't give us a lot to work with this week, though. Nah, he didn't, which is why he didn't come up. He basically had, yeah. like, the one scene where he... was he, just like, oh, I kind of... I think it'd be fun to work with Natalie, because who would see that coming? And, like, uh, yes, as we said... I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's wrestling, it, no, it's the wrestling heel. That's that's totally what that is. You know, who, who, who would want to work better? Who would want to work more with a villain than a wrestling heel. Like, that's what that is right there. But if Uh, he's already a heel, shouldn't he work with... But I don't think he. But, but I, th- I don't think he's being a heel on, on this season. I think he's the hero. I think he's holding himself out the hero. So maybe he needs someone else to be the heel. He has to find his villain. Um, which is, uh, you know, what, what is Batman without the Joker, Emily? Um, sorry. Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. Um... <laughs> That would be the wrong podcast still. That's deep. I know. It would still be the wrong podcast. I, you know, I'm very proud of you for catching that one. Thank uh, you. I know some things. No, I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying I'm, I'm proud of you for catching it. Uh, okay. We should do some predictions. Uh, it, right. doesn't, it doesn't look like there's a swap next week. So let's assume that we still have a tribe of Davids and a tribe of Goliaths. Uh, who do you think is going home from the Davids? Gosh, honestly, that's I. I know it sounds good, but like you'd think it would just be someone on the other side, right? But it, it's a pretty hard pick because it's you could see kind of see Christian and Nick swapping back as long as they yeah. think Gabby is safe because the the physical liabilities are not on the side that got blindsided, and if they're yeah. still worried about that, they might 
you know, well, for lack of a better term, worry about that. But then it would be a total crapshoot. So I'm just going to say Carl. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards Carl as well. It's it's hard, though, because you're right. You know, if they lose another challenge, it, you know, is it going to be because they physically underperformed? Is it going to be like Lyrsa said, because they're just so big, you know, over there, which that was a really weird moment from her. Uh, Got to say, it didn't make me uh, like her that much uh, when, when she was talking about like the Goliaths like that, though. Um, but, uh, I think it would be Carl. I think he's the one that's most likely to kind of come out, um, with, uh, you know, like kind of stomping around, like have this happen. I think he's the one that put a bunch of people in the crosshair. I think Carl is the one that's just the least likely to try to ingratiate himself back with the new majority. So I think you would just rely on the fact that he's a relatively bigger guy and, think that would save him yeah and i mean he didn't do great in their first challenge um in the premiere i actually wondered if the reason because i always i always kind of side eye when people start throwing boots out at least in terms of the early game before the challenge because it's like because then people hear about it and then they start dividing you know i think it's better to try to be like one happy family until you have to vote someone out and then and then deal with it um, in the early game, not yeah. after the merge. But I kind of wonder if the reason he brought up Lyrsa and stuff is because he recognized he didn't perform well in that challenge. And you would think it would be it would be counterproductive to um, to be like let's vote out people who are bad <laughs> in challenges. But by saying oh Lyrsa's the weakest, so we should target Lyrsa, people are like. Okay, yeah, Lewis is the weakest, and you're thinking yeah. that before the challenge, and it becomes something you've thought about for like two days. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you put the thought in their head, and then it becomes reality, whether or not it actually is reality. You know, it's yeah, it's one of those like self fulfilling prophecies. So while uh, it didn't obviously didn't work out for him, I don't think it was. Work out like I don't that. think it was the worst idea. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if. Uh, I think I agree with that. I think you want to choose your target early if you think, if you want to be one of those people in charge. You want to put that name out there early so that, you know, people can kind of come to terms with it by the time it comes up. Um, even though, again, that didn't happen. His real mistake was not noticing that Elizabeth was close to Lyrsa. Whereas, like, we know right. Jessica's mistake was not, um, what's the word, not like making Gabby feel. Safe. right yeah, i mean yeah safe. yeah Thank yeah. You. yeah no it's it yeah no i mean the mistake of jessica and her crew this week was in the fact they neglected to shore up the rest of the people in their alliance to make sure they felt included and safe and as part of the alliance because you know, enough people obviously didn't that they bolted um so on goliath i'll go first this time since you went first last time i think the easy answer is natalie um i think that's the easy answer for a lot of reasons that we were shown in this episode. I'm not going to predict it though. I think that, uh, the, I think if the Goliaths go to tribal, I think the idol is going to be forefront in people's minds. And I think they're going to get rid of Kara, uh, uh, the person, not dance dog. Um, (laughs) I think Dan's dog is Kara. Oh, okay. Well, the person is Kara. Well, 
<laughs> she can, she can work on that. Um, <laughs> but so the reason I think that way is because I think there's been kind of just like enough seeds planted that maybe people, you know, aren't going to vote Natalie out. Maybe Natalie is such an obvious target that some people will think to themselves, they'll never see this coming. We can get out someone who, you know, supports him. We can, you know, weaken his position with the idol. Though, if that's their thought, they should go for him. But these are not the type of people that will ever vote out a Dan at this point. They'll vote out, you know, the the person he's close with, as they usually do in these seasons. And I think that would be her. You know, I think we've seen it in the show a lot of times where you have a showman's develop and they just take out the girl part of that early on uh, because they can never take out the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the idol will kind of give them even more incentive to do it. And the fact they have Natalie as a just fall back, you know, it's like, and if it doesn't work, then Natalie will get voted out. Who cares? Right. We'll kind of uh, push some of them to be willing to take the chance an intriguing idea and would be fun um i think i'm just gonna stick with the chalk pick though yeah just coast on natalie look i'm not even gonna gonna go with the person who's obviously pissing everyone off and you know has no awareness of the fact they are doing so and seems to think she's doing just fine yeah plus i'm not even gonna be able to predict for like a couple weeks so why rock the boat yeah there you go You, you can go out on the high note right uh, I guess we should probably talk about what's happening next week at this point, shouldn't we? Well, I believe you'll be back. Isn't that right? I will be. Uh, you will not be joining me, though. I've heard you have something more important to do than this podcast, which I find hard to believe. But no, joining me will be John. Uh, East Coast will represent. Uh, that's right. The best coast. No. Um, yeah. If it rhymes, it's true. I don't think that's the case. Um, So you will get a chance to hear my thoughts on back-to-back weeks. Uh, And Emily will be back in a couple weeks when she's done, you know, doing whatever the heck is so important in her life. Congratulations, by the way. Thanks. You're welcome. You can find uh, the podcast at... uh, on Twitter at Purple Rock Pod. I'm not used to doing these plugs, okay? Give me a second here. Our website's purplerockpodcast.com. Emily, what's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is Purple Rock Emma, despite whatever Matt keeps calling me. Jeez. Uh, I mean, the fair, facade is fully gone at this point. To be point. fair, Hangouts is also doxing you because they call yeah, Emily. So, um, yeah. But you know what? That wouldn't fit on a Twitter handle anyway. So it's at Purple Rock Emma. And I'm at Purple Rock Matt. If you want to tweet at John and Andy to tell them about how much better we were than they are, they're Purple Rock John and Purple Rock Andy. Um, We also have at Purple Rock Mark and at Purple Rock Brad if you feel like saying hi. Yeah, that you might hear them on the podcast later this season. I actually don't remember. uh you can also uh follow us we we're on youtube right now so you could always subscribe there uh for the occasional live podcast live shows but uh you can follow us on any of your podcast catchers whether it be itunes or whatever the other ones are that you're that you usually listen to us on 
uh, I guess oh, we sh- Did you that- remember our website with our wonderful community of commenters? I'm pretty sure I did, but if you want okay. to say it again, purplerockpodcast.com, uh, right? That's the website and all it the is? great commenters that we love so much. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess we should hit the theme music, right? All right, hit it. Mm-hmm.